Welcome back, Dr. Holm. I know you've been sailing the past few weeks. Yeah. Got a bit of a tan there. Oh, you look very I? good. For those who don't know, Dr. Holm is a medical doctor. This is Prairie Doc Radio. And Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's a primary care physician with the Avera Medical Group Brookings. And he's also a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Today, you brought a guest, and your guest is Harriet. Well, Harriet is not a stranger to anyone in Brookings, no. but Harriet Swedland. And why don't you tell us why you invited Harriet today? Well, Harriet's the organizer, uh, ultimate uh, organizer person I've ever met. I mean, and I can tell you that because as the global health program approaches, uh, I've I've been encouraged and pushed and and shoved to be uh, get my my t's crossed and my eyes dotted and all of the planning uh as organized as it should be and so uh, i've been part of the people who are involved with the global health symposium that's going to be happening on thursday night and all day friday and uh harriet's the ringleader and so i thought gee we should talk about global health and who better than Harriet Swedland. So um, thank you for joining us, Harriet. Thank you for inviting me. I'm happy now, to be here. How, how, did you, uh, how did it come to pass that you are the, one of the major organizers of this, of this uh, Global Health Symposium? And tell us a little bit of history of that symp- global health effort. The South Dakota World Affairs Council is an organization that's existed in Brookings, uh, initiated originally by South Dakota State University uh, in, ni- in 2004. And so that was Peggy Miller then? That was under Peggy Miller's guidance, yes. Uh, the organization is dedicated to bringing international topics to be learned about to educate public and create discussion about international issues and beginning six seven years ago uh, as a part of our programming the organization uh, decided that a symposium dedicated to an international topic was a good way to bring people together and do something a little more in depth than you can do with a single speaker who gives a one-shot lecture. What, what uh, topics have we had so far? Well, we started out looking at emerging countries that were becoming more important and having more influence on the world scene. So the first year we talked about Brazil, the second year we looked at India, uh, China was a topic one year, Russia was a topic another year. And then following that, uh, we looked at other kinds of issues that were global in character or in nature, uh, but cut across different borders. So uh, we did a symposium on cybersecurity, and last year it had to do with sustainable food and water systems. And so this year, global health, which has been such a prominent hot topic in the news with all of the things that are emerging around the world, fear for pandemic diseases, the uh, number of travelers that are going from one place to another and encountering these different healthcare systems. That topic seemed to be one that came to the surface. And so the council, uh, of which I am now the acting board chair, uh, decided that that would be the topic for our symposium this year. Now, um, the expert that will be speaking on Thursday evening is whom? Her name is Catherine Bliss. She uh, comes from the Center for Strategic and International Studies, uh, a think tank organization based in Washington. 
Uh, she is a fascinating woman with a very interesting international background, and uh, much of her work deals with the facilitating or the programs that are being developed by governmental and non-governmental organizations, <coughs> but primary go primarily governmental <coughs> organizations. So she is connected with the World Health Organization and other wow. international groups, United Nations would be another, mm -hmm. that have uh, involvement in the governance of health care uh, in the efforts that seemingly needs to be done uh, where countries connect with each other and cooperate to uh, try to promote better health and to take care of the really s challenging issues that people in the healthcare industry and their clients are facing. So um, this conference on Thursday and then Friday morning till noon uh, is available for anybody to come to? The program is free and open to the public, and yes, we want everyone wow. to come. So this uh, is, I mean, in, you know, just anybody off the street might be interested in hearing a real expert right here at SCSU present information about the global health uh, pro problems and what are being done and what needs to be done and starting on Thursday night, at what time at where? Uh, Thursday night, the lecture is, and that's Catherine Bliss' lecture, and the topic of the, or the title for her lecture is Governing Global Health in an Interconnected World. Uh, that lecture is in the Volsdorf Ballroom at the South Dakota State University Student Union on the east side of the Union. Uh, the lecture begins at 7 o'clock. Uh, it is a busy night on campus, so we're encouraging people to plan ahead and try to arrive uh, earlier than 7 o'clock. It's right. going to be uh, difficult because there's a ball game because 7 o'clock. Because there's a basketball game. And well, quite often the parking lot that is just east of the Volstorf Ballroom will, be, will be full with people going to the ball game. But if you get there, I'd say even 6.15, 6.30, you'd probably be safe, but I wouldn't. I would really, if you could get there at 6, it'd be great. You could go in the Union, look around if you haven't been there. And people don't realize that lot that is just east of the Union is um, a closed lot until you put in, often you can just put in a credit card. It's not, sometimes it's even free. You put in a credit card to get in the lot, and when you leave, you put your credit card in, and they haven't billed you. I'm not sure if they bill you at night or not, but it's not going to be any big prices. I, I can I'm fill in on that, Joan. Okay. Uh, on Thursday night, uh, that that is a, a no fee lot. Okay. But so it'll fill need, up because of the You need, do need to put in a credit card when you enter and to exit. But it doesn't. They, will, they, will, done, not they will not you. charge you. Right. That now, means that it's going to be full. Yeah, and <laughs> no, you, you basketball need, game. Come early. Yeah. So come early. Yeah. Or or go to another lot. Find uh, a lot, you know, where the where the football is. Can you closer to the stadium, over yeah. by the library, or or even the lot uh, where the um, where the pack the the um, performing arts performing center arts that center. fills up pretty well too. Uh, yeah, for basketball. I, I would try the lot. I go the, the other direction, or on <laughs> the other direction on the west side of the campus. Oh, okay. Yeah, the east side of the campus will fill up with basketball. The west side won't as easily. But I still think that lot, if you were there by 6, you would get in. You'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. Now, on really Friday do. morning, that lot on the east side will be available, and we have reserved places 
uh, a commitment with the folks that manage the lot for reserved places to exit and enter or to enter and exit the lot on Friday uh, to get free parking uh, you will need a code number and people that want that code number can get that by calling me at 605-691-2687 and I will give you the code. I'm not oh, giving okay. that out no, wholesale, no, but, but we kind of need to know how many people yeah, are taking advantage. Right. But that will be uh, paid for, so you won't be charged Good. for that. All right. Uh, you and I, when I talk to people, I'll explain how that works. Okay. Right. Well, the, the, the Friday morning uh, conferencer, uh, conferences, uh, uh, t uh, people will include uh, my guest from uh, at Emory University School of Medicine. Oh, that's why you have the uh, guest Thursday night. That's mm -hmm. great. Okay. And he'll you know what? We're going to take a break. Okay. And we'll, we can tie this in to <laughs> Dr. Holm has two doctors from Emory in Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. Yeah, and I thought, boy, it's amazing you've got the two of them here live. Now I know why. They're oh, here I got for them this for my show too. And, oh, That's by the way, oh, they'll be talking at the Global Fantastic. Well, we're going to take a break. Please listen. There will be more right after these words. Hi, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Joan Hogan in the studio with me. I'm so pleased to have Dr. Holm back in the studio. And he has brought a guest Please. today, Harriet Sweetman, who yeah. is has worked with the World Affairs Council in South Dakota since its beginning. She was the original director. It took a little time off. She's back assisting, directing again. But if <laughs> yeah. anyone is familiar with anything globally happening in Brookings, South Dakota, they know Harriet Sweetland. Yeah. She has been a godsend for any of this work. And so she has uh, been coordinating this symposium that will be on campus. I've attended a number of these. They're fascinating, and they are open to the public. Don't feel like you have to have a university connection. You have to have a degree. You just have to have Think. an interest in yeah, global interest, interest and uh, that, love to have you. And if you're interested in coming on Friday, and Dr. Holmes going to talk about that program in a minute, on Friday, you can call Harriet, I'll give you her number again, and she will give you a code so you can park free. Instead of putting your credit card in on Friday, you just punch in this code, you go in the lot free. If you go Thursday night for the talk, you really have to get there early if you want to use that code. Put in your credit card to get in. When you leave, you put your credit card in and you get out, and it doesn't cost you anything in the evening. And so if you do it in the day and you just don't, you didn't get the phone number, use your credit card and pay the three dollars and whatever it is for uh, two yeah. days. Okay, There's but it, it's very good. And again, Harriet's number is six zero five six nine one two six eight seven. Now, Dr. Holmes, a wise man, and he has a program Thursday evening in South Dakota Public Television, and he has two outstanding physicians from Atlanta, Georgia. Right. How'd you get them here, Rick? Etchko, uh, uh, Undalashvili, <laughs> and Ken Walker from Emory uh, are coming to be on my television show, and we, we coordinated this so that he <laughs> could be part. they could be part of the global health programming the following morning, and that would allow... Um, some funding for their travel. And so that was great uh, to, to work that out. And um, so. Now what are these two specialists going to well, address? Well, Dr. Undalashvili uh, is a uh, infectious disease person. Now think about how pertinent that is right now when there is a viral infection spread by mosquitoes in Brazil that's call it causing microencephaly in the children of those people. Uh, who are born, uh, who are impregnated, or who are pregnant during the time of the of the infection, uh, or uh, think about the Ebola virus. 
and the global health consequences of such an, uh, of a, a process that could have spread throughout the world. Uh, or think about the, uh, the bird flu, or you think about the next epidemic. So uh, uh, Achiko, who is a infectious disease uh, person, will be uh, right on the mark expert on this at this time. Ken Walker, who is my uh, mentor, the teacher, who was my, my boss when I was a student and my boss when I became an employee of Emory University for a period of time, uh, is you know one of those heroes that you have in your young life and you've always looked up to and uh, he is uh, coming it'd be great to see him he's in his 80s I think he's just turning 80 actually and uh, and uh, just a fabulous neurologist uh, and has been involved uh, along with Achiko in uh, developing programming uh, for advancing health and education of health issues uh, such as nursing schools and med schools in the country of Georgia um, uh, which was connected in an odd way to the st U.S. state of Georgia. So there, there it is. And so right now there's going to be, in, actually there's going to be this walloping celebration in Georgia coming up, by the way, Georgia, the country, for Ken Walker and all that he's done for their country. Isn't that uh, phenomenal? As he turns 80. It's a neat, neat deal. So and at one time was Georgia part of the uh, USSR? Yes. yes. Okay. Is it no? Where is it? I need a map. I can't think uh, picture it, it. Somewhere in Russia, the Paris. former southern part. Southern part. Southern. southern, part. Okay. southern western. Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. But he Ukraine, has he has had a connection with that country for a number of years through uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and now he's being honored by that country yeah, for see, the work for, he's done. For some reason or another, uh, Georgia, the state, and Georgia, the country, became connected through Emory. Emory, you know, adopted it, and they adopted Emory and all that type of a thing. Right. And then Kent uh, was part of it, I think, in one way, and then it grew. I mean, you know, and as he was in his semi-retirement kind of a stage, he started developing and working on the nursing schools and the medical schools there. And then, you know, he's got fundraising things that he's been doing and all of the quality improvement types of things and all of that development stuff that a good leader would do. And that's what Ken did. I mean, so you know. So he's a hero and a he's star a in Georgia. And Isn't a star wonderful? and a neurologist and an expert who will be on our show on this Thursday night, tomorrow night. So Ken will be coming in with uh, Achiko tomorrow noon. And um, this is a great celebration. Well, if you happen to miss Thursday night, because you may not want to fight that traffic. <laughs> Carrie does not want to hear that. But if you do, watch please TV. watch TV. <laughs> South Dakota Public Television at 7 o'clock Thursday night with right. Dr. Holmes on call with the Prairie Docs. So either way, you'll be tied in. And Friday, you can definitely attend the campus. Somehow college students have decided they're four-day students. Have you noticed that? In the past 20 years, <laughs> kids that used to go to college for five days, they're gone Thursday night. They party Thursday night. They leave town. You can get on that campus on a Friday, and you'd think nobody was there. So really? you'll have no problem being on campus on a on Friday. Friday. Yep. Get parked anywhere. But but we are expecting a good student audience for the symposium oh, that's good. on Friday. So they'll have, that's I mean, they, they, I mean, they will Friday, be there. They have a, an open Friday, don't they? Yeah. they well, can. actually, some classes will be visiting uh, the symposium yeah. as class oh. assignments, which is one of the things that we like to do because we capture an audience that um, we can 
complete totally. our mission to bring information and stimulate discussion of international issues yeah. to a group that uh, seeks that kind of education. So when Dr. Walker speaks on Friday morning and talks about the education work that he's been doing in Georgia, that then opens the students' eyes to their opportunities to go outside the country and be involved in teaching, training other people. You too uh, could do this. You too yeah. could do this. That's, Make a difference that's a big part of the message that we have. Yeah. Uh, but simultaneously, uh, there are so many global health issues, we couldn't begin to cover all of them in the symposium. So we had to kind of winnow things down. Um, after Dr. Walker talks about how he sees international health care education as a way of building strong governments, uh, then we will have speakers from the SDSU faculty uh, who are involved in microbiology coursework, but also who have expertise about the exchange of disease between animals and humans, which has many global uh, connections, Ebola being only one of them. Uh, but that's a chance to look at an entirely different topic that impacts all of us. And then at 11 o'clock, the people who are speaking will talk about what South Dakota people are doing in that system. So we are a part of this circular exchange, both the way diseases travel internationally and the way we support and help each other and get uh, input from other countries. One of the people on the Friday morning uh, group is a woman who is Brazilian, who is now here at SDSU. So she has a wealth of background in other countries that she's now bringing to us at the same time that our people, like you and Joni, who have gone to other countries to administer health care, are doing humanitarian work outside the U.S. We, uh, th this is a huge cyclical thing that has resulted from globalization and the interconnectedness of well, the world. Well, and it's only going to get more global exactly. globalized, yep. you know, as time goes by. I look at Chris Chase's on the list, uh, and uh, I have had uh, the opportunity to listen to him give lectures uh, on infectious illnesses in animals and so on and mm -hmm. so forth that have, I mean, he's a fabulous speaker. And so, I mean, I know full well that the, the morning, the Friday is going to lend a, a great deal of information for people. I'm afraid I made too light of the students' seriousness <laughs> on <laughs> campus, but uh, there will be students there. Yeah. Where, but I'm just letting people know if you want to park, you can get parked on campus yeah. on Friday morning right. without that's a problem. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after these words. Hi, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Dr. Rick Holm is in the studio, ready to answer any questions you might have of a medical nature. But today, we spent more time that we didn't really address questions because we were so pleased to have Harriet Swedland with us. And Harriet Swedland has been connected with the World Affairs Council in Brookings for uh, since its inception. And this program now that will be Thursday night and Friday morning will just be a phenomenal addition to what the World Affairs Council has brought to South Dakota. It's wonderful to have these international global programs and symposiums available right here in our community. Right. Well, and that's what SDSU does. It brings a lot of kids from other <coughs> countries to our, to our community. We are a global community, really, in one sense. I, I wanted to uh, speak a little bit about uh, the uh, a issue that brings neurology and infectious disease together and that is uh, meningitis. 
And my essay uh, tomorrow night will be about a case that I saw or I heard about as a uh, the end of my sophomore year in medical school when you did your last month out on the prairie with some local doctor. So I was uh, assigned to Joseph Mugley, who was the uh, an old uh, surgeon from Madison, South Dakota. In fact, Mugley, uh, this surgeon, uh, was, you know, he and his wife uh, had, uh, I think it was his second wife, because he lost his first wife to tuberculosis. Uh, but his second wife and he were, um, you know, this vibrant couple in the community, and, and she dragged him into it, and they bought a radio station in Madison, which is, what, K KJAM, K-J-A-M, uh, K, Joseph A. Mugley is what it's named after, uh, Dr. Mo Mugley, Joseph M A. Mugley, <laughs> K-J-A-M. And so, uh, I'm glad you could remember, I couldn't remember, but you did you know that that was why they named it K-Jam? Because they were looking for n something to put the letters that would fit their f their family. Anyway, Dr. Mugley owned that radio station for a long time. That's interesting. Uh, but the meningitis case was uh, fascinating. Now, let me ask any uh, of, uh, of you in the room here, we've got four of us, three of you, what uh, exposure have you had of meningitis ever, any one of you? I have a friend who uh, was exposed to it, and I had a cousin who was exposed to, who was diagnosed with meningitis back in the late 50s, and she survived, but she was put in an isolation ward for about two weeks, and uh, the, the doctor said it was so fortunate she survived, but the only problem she had was a loss of hearing in one ear. Oh, wow. That stayed with her the rest of her life. But right. fortunately, the other ear, she could hear. So she was quite fortunate. At the time, many people died in the 50s from meningitis, oh, yeah. right? right? She was probably about 10 or 12 when she was diagnosed. Really? Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, and, and you know, it's interesting. If you say meningitis, what you mean is there's inflammation of the meninges, which is the lining around the brain that extends down the spinal cord. This meninges is sort of like, you know, a plastic... Uh, Ziploc bag that surrounds the brain, extending, and the brain extends itself down the uh, the back, which you know the spinal cord is just an extension of the brain. As actually, the nerves are an extension of the spinal cord, um, and there are also nerves that that, if, that affect the face that are extension of the brain itself. The major nerve that is an extension of the brain itself is the optic nerve, which runs up to the back of the eye and becomes a cup. So the eye itself is actually part of the brain, if you really think about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's amazing to, to realize how the, the brain exp expresses itself everywhere, and particularly with the sensitive feelings of your hands. But anyway, the story is that the meningitis is when there's inflammation of the meninges. Now, there's a lot of things that can inflame it. I mean, it may not be... Um, an infection at all. I mean, it could be a chemical inflammation, it could be a traumatic inflammation, but um, when you have an infection that gets within that Ziploc bag, um, and they present with uh, inflammation of the meninges, but what it is is it's an infection of the fluid that the, the brain is bouncing around within, and uh, that infection can be any virus, can be any bacteria, uh, but the classic meningitis is from a bacteria called Neisseria meningitides. 
and when it happens that happens in young you know people um, that are normally immune comp uh, not compromised just as intact as you can be and suddenly they get this infection and then suddenly they're dead and it's infectious you don't want to have other people get this because at the time before we had antibiotics people would be dead I mean young people out of the blue suddenly going to college or in the army boom they'd be just dropping like flies and uh, and we didn't have anything we could do until antibiotics and then antibiotics are sometimes too late because you got to make it early and make it powerful uh, so that's it. Now there are other bacteria that can do it. Little kids would die of H. Uh, Haemophilus influenza, which is a bacteria, not an influenza virus. And uh, since we've had the vaccines, that meningitis has not been killing or maiming children. So that might be the one my my cousin had. Might have huh? been. Yeah, have yeah, been. might have been Haemophilus. So many years influenza. ago, I we're running. No idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we are running out we of time. We got three minutes. We got fascinating. Well, we got more time. Did I did I touch any Harriet? What did that make you think about? Well, that made me think about Harriet. You've got to be <laughs> near the mic. Okay. That that made me think about the complexity of issues w in the symposium. We can't deal with all of them, but we hope to stimulate discussion, and we'll have a Q and A period at the end to get people together. So, if they have a particular concern, like. Meningitis. Uh, meningitis. There will be experts there, and we just want people to get together and talk to each other to raise yeah. awareness. This is a big goal for you, us, you so think, thank you. You think about the epidemic of West Nile uh, uh, virus right. in meningitis. Mm -hmm. That meningitis from a virus, from a mosquito bite, right. causes neurologic mm -hmm. uh, diseases as a manifestation of it. And uh, one more neurologic and infectious disease combination th thing that, that occurs uh, and uh, potentially could be another epidemic that will reoccur. In fact, it isn't the question of whether we'll ever have another epidemic. There's going to be many more. The question is when what and how many? Huh? When, when and how many? And what do we do globally? Uh, to prevent the spread of these illnesses that can wipe out populations. Uh, so the, it, it boggles your mind to think about, okay, next epidemic, here we are in South Dakota, how do we protect ourselves uh, from what's happening? It isn't just Ebola that is isolated in Africa, it's, it's going to be coming. And so. Well, for those of you listening, if you'd like to know more about the South Dakota World Affairs Council and you have a computer, you can go on the internet to South Dakota World Affairs Council and uh, dot com. com and pull it up. And it will tell you there's uh, the event that's coming up. And the event, of course, is this Global Health Symposium, which is Thursday and Friday night. If you don't have a computer and you want to know more, give Harriet a call. It's Harriet Swedland at 605-691-2687. Either way, you will be well informed about what's happening with Global Health and with the World Affairs Council. Dr. Holm, we are out of time. We hope all of our listeners have enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program, and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. As always, you can hear more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Thank you for joining us today. Rick, that's all. Till next thank week. Thank you, Joan, and thank you, Harriet. Thank you. And Bob, uh, always appreciate you. And I think about uh, tomorrow night's show on infectious disease, neurology, and global issues of the, of, of the same. All of those. It's going to be an Ask Anything show. It's going to be calling your questions about anything related or 
you know what? Unrelated. Challenges. Uh, they're two internists, and so they should be able to answer these. Well, thanks, and stay healthy out there.